I think there's really key three things that make a successful entrepreneur. So the first is, is obviously a great product that people actually want. Uh, the second is going to be you know a great business plan, good sales funnel, revenue model, all that stuff. And then the third is going to be the skill set of the entrepreneur themselves. And I think StudentWorks kind of takes care of the first two. Like we have a product that that people need. It's super proven. You know, we have a proven business model. It works. Yeah. Everyone around us, it's worked for 40 years. The only thing left is really to kind of just develop ourselves as business owners. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. I am so excited today. I just had a fantastic podcast that you, I hope, are going to go listen to. So I've got Alex Rutenberg, a third-year student from what Managing in the West Island, Beaconsfield, who is our top operator as of February 28th on the window cleaning side, rookie operator. And I have Will Braun, who's in his final year at Queen's University, who is our top painting operator and is managing in central Toronto in Leaside. And we just had a fantastic conversation. So typically in the past, what we've done is had successful alumni or successful operators, people who have won. We, we sort of stopped now just you know two months into the program, six, seven weeks, people who are off to great starts, what's their impression? What's their impression compared to when they were recruited just a few months ago? Out of their classrooms or referrals, or I guess Will actually operated as a... Uh, as a production manager last year, I think this is well. Sorry, this will for sure be an annual. We'll we'll, we'll go and, and and do this, and I think it's just a, an incredible uh, conversation. Incredible the people we have in our business. Uh, shout out to all the coaches. Shout out to all the recruiters that bring these amazing people in. If you know any young leaders who are interested in leadership, interested in having a big future, please shoot them this podcast because this is really really inspiring, and I think will really speak to people just in the business who are just, just experiencing what the Student Works Management Program has to share. So you can shoot me an email, cthompson at studentworks.com about anything or about any referrals or send them to our website, studentworks.com. Thanks so much. Have a super fantastic day. Welcome, leaders. So excited. We've got two amazing rookies here, uh, fast starters. And we are having our first ever, but many, many more in the future. Rookies just at the beginning of March. We're recording this March 3rd. And uh, we've got Alex Rutenberg, who is working in the West Island of Montreal, specifically Beaconsfield. He's in his third year at Queens. He is our top uh, window cleaning operator. Oh, gosh, I don't have that number. What did you sell as of February 28, Alex? Uh, just over 28,000. Just over 28,000. And then we've got Will Braun, who is in his final year at Queens. Uh, shout out Queens. Uh, he works in the Toronto core area, specifically Leaside. And you are sold at? Uh, sitting right around 65K right now. $65,000. So fantastic. So we just thought it would be really awesome to have this conversation sitting on the precipice of, of obviously what we hope is going to be not only a a really strong year, but multiple years with us and, you know, learning, learning this. And, uh, and so rather than in the past, all we've done, not all we've done is what we've done is, is we've had 
alumni and we had operators who have been successful. And now you're in the process of being successful. We thought it would be a really great idea for the podcast. Uh, so whoever thought of that idea, awesome. Thanks. Good chance it was Devin or Pat or John Cameron or Luke. We, we, we were always sort of brainstorming and trying to think of new ways to improve every aspect of our business. So we're going to start with Will. Will, so far, what, what have you learned that you didn't expect? Yeah, I would say I think the biggest thing that I've learned so far is kind of just the importance of a community. So I had a little bit of experience managing for another painting business coming into this year. And I kind of thought I didn't really need a coach. Or I didn't really need a community like, yeah, I'm sure it can help a bit. Um, but man, I've just been absolutely blown away by the impact of the people around me and really just the ability to learn from other people's mistakes. Just an insane time hack to level up way faster than learning everything uh, myself the hard way. And then I think I'm also learning how transferable sales skills are. Like I used to think, you know, charisma is something that people just naturally have or don't have. But as I'm getting in more and more reps of selling, I think I'm actually like starting to, to learn that skill, which is not something I would have expected. You have or you don't have, and then you can gain and accelerate and broaden for sure. And, and, and a lot of it comes through confidence. It's actually letting your real self out and not caring that I said the wrong thing or whatever. Just being you, being the, your authentic self, I think, is a big part of being charismatic. It's one reason why uh, people are charismatic is they just are themselves and they're just not held back, you know. And then what hacks? So one of the one of the follow up questions, what hacks like what did you do to sort of, you know, connect with other operators? And, and, and you know, what, what sort of steps did you take? Yeah. So, so one thing I did going into the season is I actually looked at the leaderboard from last year and I just phoned like the top 25 operators. Fantastic. Just said, like, hey, I'm, I'm looking around a big old business this year. Like what advice do you have for me? And obviously, you know, some people would give me kind of these one-off like pieces of advice that might only apply to them. But then you start to see patterns. And when like 15 people have told you the same thing, it's like, hey, let me, let me make a note of this. Let me be aware of this going into the year. Fantastic. And that is something that a lot of our operators have done. And for operators listening, it's not too late. And by no means is it too late because we're always, we should always be learning. We should always be connecting. You know, again, most successful people have a group of people who they learn from, right? And they and they connect with. I've got a mastermind group I've been in for decades, et cetera. So, so Alex, the same question. What did you learn that you didn't expect? Honestly, uh, a lot of what Will said is, is exactly what I've learned. But what I want to specify is that when I came into this and running my own business, I totally thought like it was a solo sport. I thought I was trying to compare it to tennis, how I'd be the only player, how I'd maybe have a coach who I could use. But I thought it was a one-on-one -on -one sport. And it's such a team sport. There's so many people that are there to help you. There's so many people that you can learn from. And there's so many people that you can help. And I find that even when someone's reaching out to me and asking me what I've been doing, it helps me acknowledge what's working, what's helping myself, and it allows me to do better in the future. And I love that uh, Student Works has been like a team sport. I love how many people are going through the same things as me, the same failures as me, and the same successes. I love getting the calls from people about how pumped up they are when they make a sale, about mm -hmm. how to quote something. It just, it allows me to realize how we're all going through a similar objective, similar challenges. And uh, I absolutely didn't expect it to to feel like we we're all on a team. That's great. And and it, I remember um, actually, as you were telling that story, I was thinking back to one of the the, the founders of, of the business, Neil Bradley, who's just 
just an awesome soul, a really, is still a really close friend of mine. And I remember he used to have some analogy about, oh, we were looking for people on team sports or we were looking for people in solo sports. I can't remember specifically what it was, but the reality is, is we have people uh, who are really successful in team sports or really successful. We have a lot of athletes, but but that's a great analogy. It really is a team sport, although you're doing it solo, because if you don't do your reps, you're not going to win. But that's the same way if you were playing football, you didn't come to practice. Hey, yeah, that doesn't work. And in, in tennis, if you're not going to practice and hit, hit, get, getting your shots in, you're not going to improve. So and we've got to be coachable. So so it's just awesome, awesome analogy. It, has it been as hard as you thought it would be? Alex? I- I absolutely uh, have found it to be an immense time commitment uh, and an absolutely well advertised uh, job. Mm. Uh, I think it's I think it's been very hard, and I think it's made me fall in love with the position because I've been doing well and mm. it's been so hard. So it's not only it's not only felt great to uh, have early success, but it's just made me want to keep finding success because of mm. how hard it is. The, uh, the outdoor door knocking, like I would say that's maybe the most like, like not fun or hard aspect of the job, but it's just, it's just the constant effect that it has on your brain. The constant, like knowing this is what I have to do this week. I need to be organized. I can't waste time. I live in a house with five guys who go to Queens university, which is in my opinion, one of the most enjoyable schools there is. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely been having to set myself aside and really focus on, on my job. Yeah. Because obviously you're commuting back on weekends. You still are in a, uh, you know, Queens on top of being a great, you know, environment of fun, et cetera, is also very challenging. Lots of really super, super bright people go there. It's one of the top leading uh, schools in Canada academically. And, and then you're always heading back on the, on, on the weekend. So, so, I totally, I totally hear you. And uh, and one of the other things about about the canvassing part is it really is front loaded. A big part of the canvassing is especially when really are building our businesses properly and we're putting in the reps and we're getting all the hours in. Then all of a sudden, all that work that we do in January and February and in March, people start calling us. I know we've show, shown all sorts of top performers stats about how many leads they get in that springtime period. And then literally they, they, they don't do any canvassing the rest of the season, but all sorts of that work just comes flooding our way through Facebook and online and long time calls and referrals and, 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 but, but it is doing the slugging work. Like again, a, a sports analogy, a lot of times that off season work that really, you know, or the weight work that augments the skills that you have or, or, or those extra, extra things. So, so absolutely. And it's, it, this is hard. And, and, um, and uh, Will, what do you have to say? Was it as hard as you thought it would be? Yeah, I actually, I think it's harder than I thought it would be. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> I think I'm kind of like an eternal optimist. Like I tend to always focus on the positives. Like I look at the possibilities and kind of underestimate what it's actually going to take uh, to get there. So I did set like a pretty huge goal for the year. Um, and I am on track for it just barely. So it, it's interesting though, when I look at my calendar from like the last few weeks versus like the last few years, my output's gone up like literally five times probably in the amount of like actual work that I'm doing. Yes. Um, but it feels like sustainable because I think it's built on, you know, a foundation of, of a good mindset, good habits. And, and most importantly, something that I'm genuinely passionate about. Like I just love like building a business. It's super fun. Um, so it doesn't feel like a grind. It feels, it feels fun. It honestly feels probably more fun than, you know, the days where I was kind of sitting around with my housemates, like, you know, just having fun. 
because it feels aligned with what I want to do with my life. So there's kind of like that inner like contentment, uh, and and alignment. Um, so yeah, in summary, I guess it's, it's more work than I thought it would be. Um, but it's also easier because the work doesn't feel as hard as I would have expected. Yeah, I love that. And I saw Alex shaking his head here and, and I, and I do a lot of top performer calls. So I, so I know something that, that resonates with me and I wanted to share was, yes, it's harder. Yes, it's more time. Or I guess the time is a lot of times people, especially the top performers are putting more time than they thought they would. They're just ex- put finding even more time to put in. But it's like Will was saying, it's, I'm just enjoying it. I, I like I'm, I'm my results mean I can do more. I can have more success. And then also people are finding, I, I remember talking to somebody last week, it was Kayla and she, and she goes, this is the best thing I possibly could be doing in my life at this time. Actually, another queen student. Um, and, and just, I'm just, I'm just so excited about what this fits and how this fits. So, and that's one thing I always love for, for people, people that check in after a really good week, how do you feel? And it's like Will said, it's, I feel great. I feel used up. I feel like maybe I, I go to bed at night. I'm tired and I'm exhausted and I fit my workout in. So I'm really fully, fully spent, but I feel really great. And then, okay, go put. I, I took, I, I just hung out and, 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 and compared it to, uh, you know, other, you know, what you thought was fun. It's like, yeah, that wasn't as much fun. It really is fun being fully utilized. And again, you know, we don't want to be workaholics. Again, we want to fit in our fun. We want to fit in our friends. We want to fit in, you know, certainly we do fit in more and more fun in this business as we go through the season as well. But, uh, but that's, that's really a great thing to check in on what, what really shows up as fun for you. So. Will, what did you have to overcome to make this happen? Interesting question. I think I want to preface my answer by saying, like, we're making this happen. You know, yes, we ah, great. Happen yet. Um, <laughs> great great question. The, these are Patrick Lalonde's questions. So Pat, you yeah. did pretty well, but that one wasn't quite as good. And I'm joking. because. And by the yeah. way, Pat, knowing Pat, he'll be too busy to listen to our podcast. So shout out. Well done, Pat. <laughs> yeah. No, so, so yeah, like, I feel like we're kind of in the process of doing it. But, uh, but yeah, I guess the first things that kind of come to my mind, uh, on the surface level, things that I had to overcome, uh, were really like, like disorganization, uh, for myself was a big one, lack of planning, like kind of just, just doing things on the fly. It doesn't really work when you're trying to do do so many things in this program. Uh, and then also like procrastinating, like there's no time to procrastinate. You know, if if you want to hit a big goal, like every week, if you can't, you know, you can't fall behind. And then I guess zooming out a a bit as well, like kind of just, getting rid of negative habits in general that are kind of just eating up my time, eating up my energy um, and, and just focusing on, on productive things towards the business. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Kind of taking out those time wasters. And we all know the long list of potential time wasters we have and saying, Oh, I, I, and, and by the way, as well, like I really also like to think about those time wasters and say, they are time wasters. If I don't have something to put better use of time to, like they're okay, really good use of uh, that time because like, hey, I'm doing well here, doing well there, and I I've got a bunch of time to kind of go hang out doing this or whatever that may not be optimum, but now I've got something to put in that is really optimum use of my time, and I can as a result hire more students, you know, do more business, pay down my school loans, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So Alex, yeah. what do you what do you, what do you think Perfect. about that? Yeah, I think everything everything you said absolutely makes sense and. I, I also want to mention, like, I haven't made anything happen yet. It's, I've just gone off to a fast start. But I do believe the key to that, to what I've had to overcome, is adding hours to my day. Before student works, either I didn't wake up before 1030 ever. 
I yeah. made it so that my classes all were in the afternoon. I made it so that I could go to bed as late as I wanted and there was no consequences to sleeping in. And my first week, my coach, uh, Alex Jondron, she made me realize right away, if you're not up early, this isn't going to happen. You're not going to find success because time is so important. And by that same token, spending time in Montreal in my own turf, spending time actually learning these skills, actually door-to-door knocking myself, all those things were so crucial. And by doing that, I've had to sacrifice time with my friends at school. I've had to sacrifice actual school. And I just wanted to say, like, when I write a philosophy paper now or a politics paper, like, it's so hard to want to focus on the actual academics. My brain is always on the business. It's always on what I can do to improve the business. Like I'll be writing a thousand word paper on Aristotle and I'll be swiping to Simon to see if I'm supposed to be making any calls. It's like, I have to focus on the business at the same time, realize I am still a student and I do still have to commit and achieve these academic goals. I hope people will continue to feel excited about their career. I certainly do and really passionate about their career. And one of the things that Alex really points to is the be where you're at. It is hard to be where we're at, right? Because we're excited. So so it's like, you know, write write that great paper and and taking philosophy. I am a huge philosophy fan. So and I and I and I think philosophy is one of the main things we need to actually determine in our life to be really successful. You know, student works is in fact a lot of my philosophy uh of of life and how to be really super, super successful. So so I, I love that. And again, that that commuting, because because Will really has spent his time in Toronto, you know, but Alex is, is a commuter. So we also have commuters. And so so again, there's a social impact, there's a travel impact, and and just kind of make that make that happen. And then the other thing we should do here is and, and thanks, Alex, for for shouting out is shouting out the coaches who are, you know, co-participating with Alex, Alex Jandra, one of our rock star. Uh, senior coaches who, who who is just an incredible leader, and actually a lot of our coaches report up to to Alex, and then Tico Corin, his second year, uh, just an incredible incredible coach who's working with Will Braun. So uh, so he's going to have a breakthrough season this year. So you know, just super super awesome. Actually, I could even see both of those coaches being the potential coach of the year because uh, this this year uh, Luke Fenn and Devin Thompson are no longer can win the award. So, so, uh, so they are probably the odds on favorites. So you two are, are, are helping battle in that, in that case too. So, so exciting. What transferable skills have you learned so far? Absolutely. And I just wanted to mention Tico is also such a legend. He's the one who actually hired me Awesome. He hired to be a painter. And then we switched over because I think window cleaning was a much better fit, but, uh, yeah, both those coaches are amazing. And I think they're so important to uh, our success. Mm-hmm. But in terms of transferable skills that I've learned so far, time management has honestly been so, so important. Like both sales and business require such effective time management skills to ensure that we're hitting our goals, reaching our profit margins, our profit goals. And I mean, in the summer, even more when our tasks need to be completed on time, when we need to dedicate certain weeks to certain clients to make sure that they're happy. Um, our problem solving skills already have become so important. And I know that these skills will only become more transferable and more important as the season goes on, but just adaptability, um, leadership, customer service are the last three things I really wanted to touch on Mm -hmm. because in terms of customer service, like when I'm at the estimate, 
I know how important rapport is. When I'm on the phone, rapport. When I'm at the door, rapport. Always trying to build a relationship with the client so that they feel they can trust us, so they feel they want to use us. Because in reality, our prices are higher than all of our competitors. So we need to give them a real reason to want to use us. And I find that being likable, being relatable, and being trustworthy is the keys to those to those successes. Hey, leaders, I hope you are enjoying this podcast. As we approach and surpass 300 episodes, well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program, or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit student works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold student works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. One of the things I think that's more accurate is that we are on the higher band of providing of quality and and price. And uh, one of the things that you'll see is, is that unless you are a commoditizer like Amazon or Walmart and publicly traded, you do not want to be uh, learn how to how to sell low price because that's easy. You know, and if, if you look at our amazing alumni who, you know, at Oracle or NetSuite or or um, name the enormous super soup Salesforce, super quality brand, they're selling incredible services or incredible products at high prices, high value. So 100%, Alex, that's what we're training people to do. And, and then we're also delivering that value. So customers then keep coming back, give us referrals, et cetera. So, so that's actually a really clear strategy for us. So Will, what about you? What transferable skills have you, have you learned so far that you like to highlight? Uh, I think one cool one is just being able to build rapport and trust with so many different personality types that you yeah. would normally never see or, or engage with you know, in everyday life, like at university or, or going through a job and really like selling in general, is like a massively transferable skill, like one, because of, you know, like that rapport and, and just that ability to kind of like, I guess, be charismatic, build trust. Um, but also just like the sales process itself, like really getting in the customer's heads, like understanding what their problems are and like, you know, seeing like how we can help them. I think that's super transferable, whether you work in sales or not. Um, you know, being able to generate leads like like digital and and cold calling, like what a crazy skill that is. Being organized and planning and scheduling my weeks are are definitely three things that I've learned this year that are gonna you know transfer to anything I do. Um, and then also like recruiting and managing, like really like getting other people to to buy into your vision um, and kind of building something bigger than yourself. Like really that skill of of like leadership, you know, even kind of like branding, I guess. Like all yeah. those things that go into to running a business, I think are super transferable, you know, to any other business or really to any profession in general. 100%. And, and one of the things that, that stands out to me that the, the interpersonal skills that you're talking about, the rapport that you're talking about, really, again, obviously that's that, that works anywhere, right? And so for me, I remember one of my friends 
friends sharing with me, she just goes, gosh, you're just so amazing. Like at these group events, you're able to talk with people and leave their group and then go talk to somebody else and just like seamlessly. And, you know, and again, how do you, how do we do that? Well, when you just have reps and reps and reps and reps, and then confidence to, to, to be able to have conversations and, and it's, and then what does that enable you to do is have more relationships, more connections, more, you, you know, be able to provide value for people. And then they reach out to you, et cetera. It's just so, so powerful to see the cues that people are offering you and have conversations with them. And, and so right now we're, we're running home services businesses and painting and, and window cleaning space. And largely that's not where people stay in this business. You know, you know, overwhelmingly, there are some, but overwhelmingly people are moving into other areas. And that is such a huge skill, having those interpersonal skills. And, and a big part of it is, is just reps. And that's what we get with talking to everybody in all these ways too, on the phone, in person, et cetera. So Will, how do you think these skills will help with your career? Yeah, so so I definitely see my career path being uh, in entrepreneurship. And I think there's really key three things that make a successful entrepreneur. So the first is, is obviously a great product that people actually want. Uh, the second is going to be, you know, a great business plan, good sales funnel, revenue model, all that stuff. And then the third is going to be the skill set of the entrepreneur themselves. And I think StudentWorks kind of takes care of the first two. Like we have a product that that people need. It's super proven. You know, we have a proven business model. It works. Yeah. Everyone around us, it's worked for 40 years. The only thing left is really to kind of just develop ourselves as business owners, uh, like learn how to market ourselves, run ads, do cold calls, move people down the sales funnel, close jobs, recruit people, like the list goes on. And I think ultimately the number one skill that you can have as an entrepreneur is ultimately building a great team. Mm -hmm. um, like I have a quote on my wall, it says, you don't build a business, you build people and they build a business. Um, but then below that, I also have the flywheel concept from, from good to great that I think you've chatted about before, Chris, you know, where you have to first get the flywheel started yourself. So, you know, we're out here knocking on doors, getting our own leads. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Turning the flywheel you know, getting our own leads, managing, you know, those first few projects to kind of build the foundation. Uh, yeah. And then we can kind of start stacking higher and higher leverage skills until it becomes, you know, something bigger than yourself. Um, so kind of super long winded answer to say <laughs> the opportunity is basically like a playground uh, for entrepreneurs to develop skills at a rate way higher than any other opportunity that I've seen. Um, so I definitely see those skills helping me build, you know, other businesses in the future when I can then focus on, you know, a cool new product and a cool new business plan. Yeah, I love that. I, I think I think you got really to the to the core of why this this has worked so many times and so many people become so successful having done the program because it's just that you don't have to think about the business model and the strategy and the branding and you know how actually this business will work. Is is this a sustainable business model? All those things are yes, 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 and keeps improving. You know, which is fantastic and. And uh, and then I can just work on my skills, my attributes, what how I can keep getting better. And then and then just for everyone, I I, I went and grabbed one of my copies of Turning the Flywheel uh, or From Good to Great, uh, Jim uh, Jim Collins. Okay, so a great great one of the you know bit most most successful, most influential business thinkers of the last number of decades. And his intention is to I I think I he, I think he's a chunk older than me. His intention is to be just as as uh, create just as much value in the next number of decades as well. So just incredible, incredible uh, um, thinker, leader, writer. So so he he's a great person to go read. So uh, Alex. Yes, I absolutely think we'll hit it spot on by saying what Student Works takes care of. 
allows us as business owners to really focus on ourselves and improve ourselves. I could genuinely say in the last four months, I've learned more than I did in, in, and this is not to take any jab at, at university because it's so important and I love that I'm here, but I genuinely think I've learned more real life skills in the last four months than I did in the last two and a half years. And maybe a part of that is, is COVID's fault to blame that a lot of the oh, classes yeah, for sure. person and everything like that. But genuinely, I've learned so much in the last four months. I've learned how to become a better employee. Right now, I'm not anyone's employee, but I see the mistakes that I made last summer in my employees now. Yeah. I see why my boss would be frustrated with me. I see when my boss would be proud of me. And I already know in three summers when I'm working for someone again, or if it's that's in four years, five years, if that's in two months, I already know the keys or certain keys that will make them appreciate me more as a worker and value me more as a worker. And I feel like I can even use some of those skills now, like whether it's speaking with you, whether it's speaking with my coach, I, I know kind of what they want to see and what the right thing is to do. So obviously you want to actually do it, but it's also good to be appreciated by those that are above you. Mm-hmm. And I think this experience is just so huge. Lots of my friends are like, we're getting internships this summer. We're, we're doing this this summer, but the experiences and the skills that we're learning through this, I believe they're unparalleled. I believe the opportunity and achieving running a hundred thousand dollar business this summer is, is unlike any other, the people that we get to work with these skills, these decision-making abilities, I think they can pan out and help us just so much, uh, find so much success in our careers. I love, I love that, Alex. So, so we both, both spoke to two alleys, you know, wheels talk to the entrepreneurial alley and Alex talked to the, I'll be an employee. And again, those are just p- perhaps because one of the things I always love to love to think about is, is like Alex was pointing out is all businesses need people, sorry, their best people think like they're the entrepreneur, like they're creating value. I, I you know, I'm a, and, and in many businesses like that, they actually are shareholders or earn their money on the basis of revenue or profit in the business. And um, and thus, they are really aligned. Like one of the things in our business is all our coaches and VPs earn their money on the basis of percentage of revenue. They are aligned. Everybody's aligned running in the same direction. And, and if you look at um, our, a lot of our alumni who have been really, really successful, grown up and b- become the CEOs, the presidents of businesses, it's like you said, they thought, and they, they say this all the time, Alex, I thought like I was the president. I thought like I was an owner. And I, I bring it up and I'd say, well, here's what I think the business needs to do. And 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 you know, and just just they think like an owner. And that's that's really what most employees don't do. Okay. Is they don't, and understandably, by the way, they also don't really understand the perception of an owner. They don't, you know, so now you get it and you're thinking about it, and and then you're you'll always have that perception. So, so even when you do, uh, you know, or if you do work, work uh, as a uh, as an employee, you'll always see the ownership part- participation. And frankly, it is the best way to do the best because, you know, again, well, like you're just so hot, way more likely to be recognized and create value. And then most most people, most companies will just pay you more value. Okay. And if they don't, then you'll be smart enough to say, this is the wrong spot for me. I'm going to go someplace else. Okay. But most people... Um, We'll we'll do that just because again you know most uh, again compensation models are aligned obviously that's the whole point is aligning value with compensation so so that's a, that's a great point Alex what key habits would someone want to steal from you 
Okay, so I just want to say at first, I do have a great social life. I am a good student. But I believe one key habit someone would want to steal from me is the obsession that I have that I have started, the obsession with this company, the obsession with finding success. I just I think it takes so much dedication and motivation and being obsessed with wanting to do well and with continuing success. I so think it's the key to to continuing doing so well. At the beginning of the year, all I all I wanted to do was market, 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 get as many people as I could to door knock with me. Then it was calling. Then it was setting up estimates every time I went home. And it makes me feel so good that there's things to do and that I'm able to achieve them, that it's like I keep checking off these little uh, objectives. And I have a paper in my room. And every time I hit a 5K, so it goes all yeah. the way up to 100, I awesome. scratch it off. And one day, I don't know if you could see it, it's on the left there, yeah. but eventually it's going to be all blue. And just being so on focus, uh, so focused and so on task, I really think the tools are there for us to use. We just need to deliver. Awesome. Love it, Alex. Uh, and Will? Yeah, I would, I would agree. I actually, actually want to build off that. So I, I definitely think that uh you know that that obsession uh can can be super valuable it's it's kind of just i would say naturally the way i am but i mm-hmm. also think that i've been pretty intentional with it um like i've been sort of like intentional at wiring my brain my neurochemicals obviously especially dopamine to kind of align with the the goals that i want um so obviously like re- reducing any activities that are going to cause huge spikes you know going out you know smoking a bunch of weed drinking a bunch uh, things like that even smaller things like i actually honestly stopped listening to music at the gym like i turned my phone in, in black and white and and deleted all my social media apps um like i really just don't do like i would say the most fun things i do is like you know sometimes i'll watch shark tank or like alex formosa youtube videos uh, right. and those are like you know, super fun for me because i've kind of taken away all the other you know super high easy to access um you know dopamine causing things uh yes. you know which means that i'm now just way more addicted and obsessed with you know getting sales you know recruiting new people into my business you know getting more leads those are just giving me you know way more dopamine above baseline because i'm not doing those other activities uh and then also like a little side hack you know for dopamine and motivation is actually ice baths um so it's going to you know elevate awesome. your dopamine way above baseline for hours um so hopping in one of those in the morning just you know it's it's way better than a coffee to to just get the brain going Oh gosh, yeah. I uh, have just done gone as far as cold showers, so I've not done ice baths. I'm sure, had I learned about ice baths sooner in my life, I would have. Now I think I'm probably okay. Um, you know, <laughs> never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> I know it's never too late, but I it just I you know it's uh, I, I you know for me at my point, I I I have this line I've been working with for a while, and. I'm working hard at not working so hard. So that's what happens, you know, at a certain point, you know, what gets you where you want to be won't get you where you, you know, kind of, you know, just breathe a little bit, you know, uh, and, and kind of be a, the, the mentor head coach rather than the, uh, the, the fist pumping racing up the hill, uh, when I was in my twenties, thirties and forties. So. <laughs> I actually think, uh, I think there's, there's one more benefit and, and this might not apply to you. It sounds like right now in your life, Chris, I think one of the huge benefits for me of doing like ice baths and cold exposure is actually just wiring myself to do something hard. Like it's so yes. obvious when you're like at the edge of an ice bath, you're like, Hey, I really don't want to do this. Like I have two options. I can either do it or I can't like, it's super black and white and just wiring yourself. Like when you're in that situation and when you're considering your two options, just to say, no, I'm going to do this, even though it's hard. Uh, it actually transfers a lot 
to, you know, let's say you're like, you're, you're wanting to go out marketing and, and, yeah. you know, someone's inviting you to go do something. It's like, Hey, here I am in this situation. I'm about to step in the ice bath. Like, am I, am I going to give out? Am I going to go, yes. go hang out with my friends or am I going to go get these leads that I need to get? Yeah, I know. And, um, you know, for me, I always used as, as that was, I, I used to swim at times, you know, 10 kilometers in the morning and 10 kilometers at night, you know, at my most elite level of swimming. And, and so anything I ever did at work, seem like that's candy compared to that effort. So there is something to just busting yourself and just putting really, really intense efforts or cold baths so that you just know you're capable of anything. You know, nothing can stop me, right? And just just, just so that you control you, right? And that's that's those are the types of things that, again, we try to teach here, right? And, and just have people, again, just go, yeah, like, like when I say it, it's done, right? And that's what we, you know, one of the things we talk about with, with integrity. When I say something, count it, it's going to happen. Like, were we surprised that we were all here on time and early for the podcast? No, right? That's just what's going to happen. You know, that's just what's so, because we are just, you know, living that, you know, our word, we're committed to our word. Just a quick thing. Did, did we miss anything, anything that we didn't cover? Any shares that we didn't cover? Well, uh, I, I just want to oh, yeah. sure go on, Alex. Alex, okay. Sorry, I just wanted to say like one thing that that I haven't shared, but I wanted to to mention is that I think the alumni and the people that we're meeting in Student Works is like money aside. Obviously, I'm hoping to make a lot of money this summer, but aside from the skills, the people that I'm meeting and the potential relationships and the potential referrals that you can make through this program. I think I think that's the most important thing, like networking and who your network is. I've for a long time thought that that's crucial. Uh, so always just being kind to people that call you because you never know where they're going to be and being yeah. kind to, to everyone, showing appreciation, showing respect to everyone. I think that they that everyone in this in this business, anyone that's a student works operator, student works business coach can ultimately help me be where I want to be. And I think I could also help them, obviously not to the same extent that sure. let's say you're helping me, right. but I do believe that uh, networking is so, so huge and student works has a uh, unlimited potential. Yeah, no, I love that. And, and again, most people think it's, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I'd say, no, it's who you know that thinks highly of you. And so that's yeah. one of the things about this program is it is it has people think highly of you because what you're accomplishing and really what Alex just just for our leaders listening who aren't in the program we just regularly every every leadership event that we have every zoom event every in in person training event we're we're having another alumni um and then we actually cycle largely we cycle through the alumni on an annual basis there'll be new people some of them are just are just well. First of all, they're just incredible, will incredibly willing, like Govin J. J. Araman and Chris Reynolds and 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 different people who who just come out every year and thank you, uh, Jamie Lee Bongard. She is a billion dollar uh, real estate empire. Um, you know, so there's some people who just we go to all the time, and then there then 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 there are people who are who are busy and it's really tough to get them. And so I just get call up, tap them on the shoulder every once in a while, and then we rotate through. So it's just incredible the the alumni that we have and just. Just how willing they are to support. And it's not surprising here in this conversation why people would be willing to support our young leaders. So Will, did, anything else that, that you'd like to share that we haven't hit before I go to the final question? Yeah, I, I did want to take a second just to uh, shout out Tico, who's who's my business coach and, and a good friend of mine. He's uh, like, I, I, in the past, I've kind of struggled with authority figures. 
And I have to say like the, the coaching style that Tico has is, is pretty incredible. Like it really feels like he's, he's like a mentor as opposed to like, you know, a manager, um, which is great. And, and anytime, you know, we're, we're facing a problem, we're kind of just putting our two heads together, getting everything out there on the table and, and finding the best way to move forward. Um, so I really want to appreciate him. He's been a huge, huge help this year. Um, and then I also want to thank you, Chris, uh, for the opportunity. Um, before getting offered a spot in the program, I, I had lots of ambition and drive, but I didn't really have anywhere to channel it. And I think this program is is the gold mine for for someone like that. So if anybody's out there listening and you know you're young, you're hungry, you got a big vision for yourself, and you're just looking for you know that opportunity to prove it and to to really learn the skills uh, to get to the top, then you know I think this is the program for you. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. And 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 so Alex, I know you'd have good things to say, so we'll pause that about Alex, who's fantastic, and potentially about me. Most importantly, one of the things that we do do is is our coaches are not authority figures. They actually work for you. They're paid by your success. They they are your biggest fan. That's the one theme. That's the one strategy that or or strategy or just belief. We want to be our operator's biggest fan. Stay that, always be there, always, you know, so that same sense that you have from Tico, I, I really hope that every one of our operators, that's our goal. Uh, we're in this together. You know, we, we, by the way, a franchise company needs to make a choice. That choice is who and and sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Smith or Mr. and Mrs. Customer, who is your customer? Okay. At Home Depot, the customer is the end customer, the person who buys. I don't know what other franchise companies, different franchise companies make different decisions. For us, the main customer is our operator. The main customer, that is who is. So if there's a conflict with the customer, well, first of all, we're going to help our help our operator learn how to solve that conflict, learn how to work through it. But we are on the operator side. Just that's how we see our business. We, that they are our they're our biggest fan. If they've messed it up, if they've caused a problem, it's okay. Well, you know that happened. How do we figure it out? How do we solve it? How do we resolve it? That's a core strategy that we have. You know, again and and again, not to say that our end customer is important. Of course, we'll do thirty million dollars worth of business with those beautiful people. Thank you very much for supporting our our students across across Eastern Canada. Final question. We'll go to Alex first. When you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? Absolutely. I feel like the first name I have to say is Alex Jandro. Like I know that I've mentioned her before, but she's just been so crucial to my early success. I think she's great. I think I'm lucky to have a coach who's been in the game for over seven years. I think I'm lucky to have a coach who coaches other coaches. And these skills and these lessons that she's been teaching me are uh, unparalleled. I also want to shout out uh, Tico and Sasha because they were two of the first guys that I that I saw when I first came to Student Works. They came to my economics class and they pitched it. And right away, these were two guys who are classy young gentlemen who I knew that I wanted to be a part of what they were a part of. Um, and my veteran in Montreal is Noah Prop, and he Noah. has been. A, yeah, he's he's had a lot of success as well. He ran a pretty sick business last year as a rookie as well. And um, I know lots of people thank you and Will just did it excellently, but obviously yourself, we didn't have the chance of meeting you in person at January training, but I'm hoping we will soon yeah. because uh, I just feel like anytime we can talk to you, uh, to anyone that's that's been in the game, that's that's learned, that's had success, like just try to soak up as much as we can. Awesome. Awesome. And just, just for the backstory, for people who don't know, I have a, uh, 
uh, follicular cancer and going through chemotherapy. So wasn't able to go to training half halfway through and uh, and it's not a deadly, it's a slow, slow growing cancer. So, so Chris will be around for a lot of decades to keep mentoring uh, students. So, uh, and our, our, our amazing leaders. So Will, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? Yeah, um, I think that's a big question. I think the world is changing really fast. I think we have a lot of new problems, a ton and ton of new opportunities as well that are super unprecedented, you know, with AI, uh, the climate, you know, genetic engineering, quantum computing. There's just so many kind of exciting frontiers that are on the verge of creating massive shifts in, yeah. in life as we know it. And so I think the leadership as a skill is going to be super important because the impact of some of these decisions and what some of these companies and governments choose to do over the next few decades, you know, will shape the future of our entire planet, our entire species. So when I think of a good leader of tomorrow, I think of someone who's not just going to make good decisions uh, by themselves, but someone who can put together really amazing, diverse, smart, creative teams uh, to implement solutions and make decisions to optimize, you know, for all the competing needs of all the different stakeholders. That leader of tomorrow is going to be able to respect those decisions, even if they don't necessarily personally agree with every single one, because you know they're able to appreciate the limitations of of one individual human psyche. So yeah, I think that's that's really how I would see a leader of tomorrow, and uh, you know I'm I'm excited to to see what the next you know few decades bring with those leaders. Fantastic! I loved how you handle both of those questions, you know, sort of here's some people in our business. And, and again, I feel really great that, that that's one way that, that our operators see is, is that they're being mentored. They're, they're, they're leaders here who they're, they're seeing that they want to, you know, see as potential role models. Again, we can't, we're always going to be a bad secondary Alex Gendron. We need to be ourselves, you know, and it's, they're pieces of Alex or Sasha or, or Will, uh, or, or whomever that, uh, or Tico that, that I choose to be. And then again, the, the, the broader, the macro, the incredible breakthroughs, um, one of my great friends from good friends from the university of Toronto, he, he, uh, incredible engineer. He's got a startup that is creating just just launched hydrogen planes so no more gas in planes within two years and the startups just just happened last night saw it on linkedin super super exciting so again all these breakthroughs happening and all these all these things affecting our climate affecting the long-term you know success of, of of the world and 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 super super cool that we're seeing a, a bunch of our alumni in that right and we had zach lefave one of our mcgill alumni come in and, and talk about charge lab that just created uh is creating electrical charge machines you know across north america and has been funded 20 million dollars worth of funding and is is looking to blow that that model out to support the electrification of cars um in north america so all these incredible things and what do we need we need leadership so thanks to youtube leaders joining me on our podcast uh it was it was awesome so uh so thanks so much gentlemen pleasure thank you uh, thank you chris Hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. 
If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.